This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Cowboys Podcast. Dallas Cowboys trying to rally from behind. It's Hill. Touchdown. Big opening for Tony Dorsett. Look out. He's got great speed. Dorsett down the sideline. Stays inbound. Can you believe that? That was a heck of a throw by Troy Aikman. Everyone had to do it. Someone had to call it. But the other guys had to make it go. It's Elliott. Elliott for the touchdown. No flags. Cowboys lead. Des Bryant out of the witness protection program and trying for the end zone. How about them Cowboys? Touchdown, Dallas. Now your host, Jono, Steve-O, and Rodney. What the Cowboys! Welcome, welcome back, Cowboy fans, to another great show here at Cowboy Podcast. And, uh, hey, I got a nice crew here with me today. I got Steve-O in a reclining sofa. <laughs> you so, look comfortable, very comfortable. Well, well here's the deal, man. The, this lineup media that right. we work for, whatever, or produce our shows through, right. I mean, they just keep upgrading around here. They got a freaking Barca lounger in in Studio B, what? why have we been in Studio A this well, don't entire get that season? Well, you just threw the f bomb out there. No, uh, I didn't. I said freaking, didn't I? No, no, you, said, no. You, said, you said the other one. Rodney, how are you, babe? I'm doing well. However, I sure? did call the chair, and he immediately sat down in it. So, oh, he, yeah, it's like musical chair. He jumped you. He got it before you did. This I get bull. the cake. This is bull. My friends, uh, we got a big show here today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about last week's uh, loss to the Minnesota Vikings. I'd like to get over that. I'd like to uh, create some, uh, what's, what's that distance. word called? Distance. You want distance. You want, you don't, well, you can't have closure. I, Re- I, I, I want a little closure. You can't have closure, Jono. You've done, what, what did you, how would we describe Jono's mood in our text group when this all went down. Like, he, like, abandoned it. Like, ship. He was angry. I'm done with it. And that's why we're doing a Friday show. We didn't do a Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. I got to ask you guys this. When the Cowboys lose, I don't watch NFL Network. I don't watch ESPN. I guarantee you there's a lot of journals out there that are Cowboy fans that just turn everything off, and you watch ratings drop on just a regular ESPN or NFL Network, whatever it is, they don't want to hear about the NFL. I would, I would bet that I would agree with you on the fact that when you have a primetime game like that, Sunday night or, or you know Monday night or Thursday night, that immediately following the game, that those ratings are are different, are lower. Yeah, doubt, quite, I would think quite that. a bit lower. Just for the same fact that I don't want to hear all the experts, the, the experts and the cowboy bashers, and yeah. you know everybody. They all at come out of the woodwork. At the end of the day, we haven't won anything in like seventy-five years. It feels like, <laughs> but people still want to hate you so much. That's what kind of franchise and brand that you have. That you are that popular. That even when you haven't won forever. Right. That people still hate you. Still hate it, yeah. Well, that's, that's how it's going to go. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. It doesn't matter, you know, kind of – it doesn't matter what we did well. As long as we lost, all the haters will 
just but Rodney, jump on board and they in social media. I mean, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Well, you you gotta admit though, Ronnie, that when they uh, Ronnie, uh, Rodney, whenever uh, whenever they uh, bring up, oh, you're uh, jumping uh, a band jumper or all, yeah, bandwagon, bandwagon, bandwagon. What the hell have we done to be on a bandwagon? Oh, that's well, I think it's basically that. You were you were probably a cowboy fan, and then you got away from it because they haven't been doing so well. And then they start. Well, we winning. still haven't done anything, right? But they start winning, or they look good, or they're on paper. Well, they yeah, should we started win, three and, and everybody oh, starts. You know, and we everybody thought, starts wearing their hats again. Yeah, yeah. We we started three and zero, oh and we had a bright outlook. And then we, I think, as we started to rack up a couple of losses, and we saw, well, you know, those three wins that we had early on, those teams weren't all that good. But, hey, we still won them. Let's be optimistic. And then, you know, it got a little worse. And then we just lost again. Now, that was our opportunity to play against the Vikings, against who we know was a really solid team, and we came up short again. Yeah, but they were missing a couple of players. Oh, without a well. doubt. Without a doubt. And the frustration oh, is, is a loss, though. The frustration not. with me was that goddamn call on third and two, and you give it to Elliott – on a I, Elliot hasn't done anything the entire damn game. He yeah. hasn't gotten anything, and to and to put him out of his uh put him out of his element by not even going straight forward through the zero one three five hole or anything like that. You got him on a pitch for God's sake, which I don't is know. an unusual play call for him. Well, and that's so as I'm in the moment I, when it happened. So I was I wasn't ha on one of the two plays, second down or. or Third, sorry, third or fourth down, I would be fine with them taking a shot at the run just because you would feel the Vikings but are thinking. But why the pitch? No, hold on. So let, let me work it. Right. So then I'm saying, on, so a lot of people are like, how could you run the ball in those two situations? And I'm like, back to back, I get it. One of the two I could understand because, you know, maybe something you see, you know, if it's third down, you might try to catch them coming up field real quick. But, yes, the pitch, I, that's, where it, that's where it went away from me. I was like, I just – that's not – I mean, I, I don't know. Was it see, Was it, it just Kellen Moore trying to outthink himself or try to be the smartest guy in the room? Or what? I, I, I think so. I, I don't, agree I, with you, Rodney. Keep it simple. And if I'm not – wasn't it second, third, and fourth down? I think it was just third and fourth down, wasn't it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure now. All I know, I know we're is five days removed. No, no, from no, no. It. Second down second, was a pass. Yeah, and uh, okay. they got like eight yards on that. And I'm thinking, okay, that's what got us okay. to the third. Yeah, that's what got okay. us to the yeah third and two. I remembered it was third and two. I couldn't remember yeah. if we had the three straight or the okay. Yeah. So one of the you know I like I said one of those two plays. I, he's still your one of your best assets. I mean, you can't just completely take him out of the game. Although I completely agree that he had, you know basically done nothing the entire game. Um, what so, like I said, in the moment you would think to yourself, well, he hasn't been able to do anything in this game. You would think the the Vikings defensive coordinator. It's it's a real chess match when it comes to that stuff, especially so, down around the goal line. Exactly because you as a, if the you know it, let's say the play works. You know, uh, Minnesota was all out on a pass and he runs right up the middle because the ends fired up and he runs right into the end zone. We all think Kellen Moore is the greatest thing ever. Oh my God, that was the ballsiest, smartest play call you've ever made. Didn't work. Right. But I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you're damned if you do damned if you don't. I, when it came to the actual pitch of the play, I'm with you on that. Running him outside on a very fast defense who has fast defensive end. That's gotten your number the entire day. That that's the part of it. I didn't understand. That's got your number the entire day. Steve, what is it with the Cowboys offensive line? They seem like they can pass block anyone. They can make a nice wedge. They can make a nice wall. 
But when it comes against the run, they were totally flat. It was like Minnesota. Zimmer, obviously a defensive-minded head coach, comes in and he says, well, we're going to take away their best asset, which we know is Zeke. We're going we're gonna to focus on that. And their defensive tackles, their defensive ends were getting off the snap so fast. They were beating us to the point. Yeah. They're beating us to the spot where – It's like they knew exactly where we were right. going. And, and that leads into everything. Zeke was, for all intents and purposes, shut down the entire game. And then you go to those crucial points – you know, and, and I know we all want to go back and relive there, but I believe we had a missed field goal, and I get it. It was 57, but the guy's got a couple of 62s in his pocket. So right, much it, so. It shouldn't be blamed on well, him. Well, I know, but okay, it's not ahead, blamed on him. Yeah. But so much so that the next series you go down there and you have a chance to kick a 58-yarder, and then you end up punting because you already missed a 57, and you, you, you're just lacking confidence. So we had the opportunities there. And that guy's one of the best kickers. He and, is. And if if he missed a fifty seven, you put him right back out there for the fifty eight. I would have. Yeah. I mean that that's I where know. it falls on the head coach. And there is yeah. is it fair right now, guys? I'll ask each one of you this: uh, Is it fair that social media right now is killing Zeke, saying that uh, we shouldn't have paid him, we should have paid Amari? I don't know why why we had to pay this guy. One shitty game, and I said shitty, and now all of a sudden it's abandoned Zeke. Yeah. Well, I, uh, no, that, those are the, that's the 10% of people that just want to get yeah. emotional and rail. Yeah. You're not abandoning Zeke. You're, you know, to me, I, I, there's a lot of people anti-Garrett. I kind of like continuity. Um, has he gotten us to where we need? No, but I, uh, who else are you going to get? You're going to go out with an unknown commodity? You can, um, well, you're gonna, and then have things shaken up. Go out and get – pay Dak, too. Pay, pay – uh, you got Zeke pay. Go out and get Amari. Pay him. Right. Get these things handled and build this team and continue to build, and that's all you really can do in the NFL right now. You don't know what's going to happen. We see upset every week in this game, you know, and unfortunately we've been on the side of three or four of those this year that – we didn't believe we would have been on. Yeah, one of the game that I, one of the other games I did watch. Who, who in this room thought the Falcons, the one and seven Falcons, were going to go into New Orleans and went whatever, what twenty four to nine or whatever the heck it ended up. Yeah, right. So Steve's right. It, it's it's a crazy league. These guys are all really good. By and large, the best teams are going to rise to the top. But week to week, there's going to be some things that happen. You're Jones. You're Jerry Jones, Rodney. Hi, now Jerry. You got you got Amari Cooper, and you got Dak Prescott. Who do you sign first? I mean oh, that man. that's a very that's a very technical type of thing now because now if you sign Amari, you could really you could really hurt Dak's feelings and all that crap uh, yeah. that comes along with it. You almost have to, and Amari's agents telling him, "Yeah, we're we're gonna kick back and wait till what?" Uh, you tell me, where right. do you go first? Well, there? I think it's the chicken or the egg argument. You know, it's <laughs> yes, you can assign Amari Cooper if you don't have anybody to throw him the ball. <laughs> How's he going to catch passes? You can say that, you know, uh, you don't want to – if you sign Dak first, you're going to upset Amari or back and forth. I Actually, so personally, I don't think that um, – Dak strikes me as a guy that, at least so far, he's handled this situation about as well as you possibly could. He has been a man. He's stood up. He's answered the questions. He hasn't – tried. you know, a lot of guys in this day and age will – 
it'll rock the locker room with the comments that they make. But he stands up and he does it professionally and or politically correct or whatever you want to say. But regardless, he's handled it the right way. So I hope that he does get rewarded. Now, to actually answer the question, what is the best thing for the Dallas Cowboys if they have to make that decision tomorrow? For me personally, I go quarterback first. Now, does that mean we have a better option than Dak that's available? Or is it Dak? Kaepernick. Or no, we'll get to that in a I, possible. I mean, for me personally, <laughs> no. So, so that, right. but that, that ultimate the the position has to be quarterback first. It's a quarterback driven league first. Okay. Rodney's correct. Sign the quarterback, and you hope you're signing a QB first. You're signing Dak first, and you hope that Amari has a couple more games like he's had already this year with Dak throwing in the ball. Let me tell you what, boys. What they did over the last couple of games has been amazing. I mean, the the throws on the spot, the toe drags, all that stuff, they are working well together. They okay? sure are. If you sign Dak, maybe you can go right to Amari and go, hey, don't you like what's been going on these last you know several weeks? We want to keep featuring you. We want to keep bringing in the Randall Cobbs that are good enough maybe to on support the backside you. to support you yep. to get – you in coverages that you can be successful. Dak Prescott's going to take you to the Hall of Fame. He's going to make you a Hall of Fame receiver. If you go to somewhere else, say you chase the money and you go to uh, uh, Denver or Buffalo or someplace with a, you know an unknown right now, maybe a different philosophy on throwing the ball, all of a sudden you die out there in no man's land, and you're forgotten. Well, who is who is right now the epitome of running backs? I mean, who's the pinnacle of running backs? Uh, or not well, running backs, I mean wideouts. I'm, I'm looking at uh, Amari right now stands out. If Amari goes, I mean, it, this is like the Julio Jones of uh, uh, yesteryear with the, the Atlanta Falcons. It's not like that anymore, Atlanta. But I really do feel if Amari Cooper's not there, we're going to see a stagnant type of uh, offense that's going to be coming out of Dak. Yeah, well, because if you don't have that front-end wide receiver, then you no offense to Randall Cobb. But, you know, he's not Randall Cobb of five years ago. If you don't have that elite receiver who then will free up those nice pieces or have those nice complementary pieces to free up your superstar, those things have to be able to work off each other. So if you don't have one or the other or both – then you're, you are going to struggle. Or at the very least, you're going to put pressure on one singular player to do all of it. Here's my here's my thing, too. I think the tight end situation, I think Witten's fine. I'm not taking anything out of Jason. But I tell you what, this Jarvis kid needs to start. He this can kid, play. He's, he's yep. fast. He gets the ball. He moves. Witten, when he catches the ball, he'll catch the ball. But he's already talking down, and they, they seem to just hit his leg one time, and he goes down. I mean, no, no offense to Witten. You're still catching the ball. But this Jarvis kid, he's not looking at that six-yard gain. Right. He's not right. looking at an eight-yard yeah. gain. He's looking at this thing like, after I catch it, I'm going to make another 15 yards mm -hmm. out of this whole thing. Yep. Witten reminds me of the guy that uh, your little brother, that when he wasn't looking – and he was sitting somewhere, you would tie his shoelaces together, and when he would stand up and take a step, he'd just fall over. That's what he reminds me of. You have a point. I mean, honest to God. I mean, I love the guy. He still awesome. catches the ball. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, but, but he's not he's not that guy that catch and then make yardage up. No. No, which which and I agree with you, John. I I've, I've thought about this as well. It, it's one of those things where he certainly is a uh still can fit a valuable piece on this team probably in the the third and four or five range the red zone certain situation i think he's deadly yes where he just needs to catch it that's it like wherever he gets to get to the spot catch the ball and you know that's about where he's going to be but he gets you the first down he gets you the touchdown he keeps the chains moving whatever the case is he i I do agree with you it's going to need i it needs to be more situational because i think as we yeah, you we need to get Jarwin about. the more younger athletic. Yeah. Yeah. And remember what happened to Witten one of the only times he's actually caught and run the ball this year, he got fumbled it. Got hit from behind and fumbled yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. um, you know, at the end of the day, sure, great hands. I, I actually see him probably coming back for another year and then calling it. Well, I I definitely think he's going to look at what happens for the remainder of the season if uh if we're a five hundred team Again, I think Witten's going to say, you know what, I really jumped on board because I thought we had a Super Bowl run yeah. this year. I, uh, I've i been hearing a lot of people talk about uh, they want Garrett's head on a platter, and uh, I don't know. I don't know who called that third down and two. I don't know who called that fourth down and run. I don't know what's going on, but, but Garrett came out and said that was all more. More did all the uh, offensive calls. Now, if that's the deal, you 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 pretty much ostracized your uh, offensive uh, coach there. You, you put him right on the spot. But if everyone wants your head, I, I look to be honest with you, you're Garrett. You're not the GM is calling all the plays. We've had all the great coaches come through here, and uh, they don't stay around. Why? Because they're not the puppet coach. All right, they're not the type of guys that are going to be standing there and getting calls from the top on what I should do. So they've all left. Garrett is that perfect person with the Jones family. And and you know what? He was supposed to call out more and say, that wasn't me, that was him. I I think so. What do you guys think? I think that in in those situations, you're right, because we don't know. Because also in that game, you you saw Dak making every – almost every time they ran a play, he was calling – at least he was – there was two plays called in the huddle, it seemed like. They were either switching out or they were, you know, uh, audible and out, whatever the case may be. So we don't know. Maybe maybe Dak – maybe he got to the line and made that call on – fourth down or third down, you know, any of those plays, right? He has the – they believe in him. There was a timeout, can, though. There was a timeout. He went over to the sideline with Moore and uh, yep. Garrett standing there, and yep. he nodded, and it seemed like they were confident. They were all on the same page. When they went back in the huddle, I'm thinking, this play is going to be solid. I mean, uh, they look like they know what the hell's going on here. But we've had that time and time again this year down there, you know, inside the 15, inside the 12-yard line where it doesn't look like our line is doing the job that they're supposed to do, that we have a, a bad play call with no options. You know, these other quarterbacks are getting in the situation where, hey, they can read what the defense is doing make a decision, they got a couple of different outlets, they can go through a progression, maybe they're getting some time in the pocket. 
that was just not the case a couple of times this year in crucial situations. And that's why it's probably magnified. You're down 28-24 going in for the win. We've had another one, I forget who it was, same type thing where, you know, well, we've Dak been close with the Saints. Just, yeah. We lost to them what, 12 to 9 or 12, the 10? 12 something, something like, like that. that. And uh I mean, these games have been close to ones that we lost. I mean, it's not like uh, they've they've beaten the hell out of us. No, no team has. The right. red zone is where games are won and lost. The 60 yards between the 20s, that's all fine and dandy when people are running up and down the field. But it's what do you do as a defense in the red zone? It's what do you do as an offense when you get in the red zone? Are you scoring touchdowns or are you kicking field goals? That's I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And too, too much this year we've – turn the ball over we've had to settle for field goals whatever the case may be but or missed a field goal right or missed it but i mean that's where that's where games are won those that the the four point swing between those two plays is extremely valuable in those three four five six point games week after week and i get this but here's the thing that the everyone's saying on social media i'm looking at the cowboy sites and all that they were saying bring up chris richard and I'm saying to you right now, Chris Richard, where where the hell was your defense that night? I mean, we looked at the old Dallas Cowboys here, where Romo had to win a 32 to 35 type of game to get this out. I just don't see Richard as the answer here. You could be all that go go yell and all this shit that you want, but if you're still giving up the points like that, you did not adjust one time on that defensive line. The, the Cousins, you just got to put mild pressure on him and he'll fold. But we could not get pressure on him. I, Lawrence did a good job, but come on. And Quinn did a good job, but I'm, I'm telling you, it wasn't consistent. And then they had, and the pr- problem I think was our linebackers, they were giving up a massive chunk of change, man. These guys were going into third down and twos, third down and threes every time. And when Cousins finds that, I mean, he's just throwing it out to the running back, a tight end, and making the plays happen. And they weren't they, – none of their plays were down the field. No. Everything was nickel and dime. You know, hey, a, a three-yard little pass and a three-yard run. And they just matriculated down the field, and nothing – What they were not going deep. One of the complaints that we had – with Dak in the offense in years past was show me a ball down the field so these guys don't suck up, you know, and put nine in the box and challenge it where you can't run. Don't where you- was the adjustment to if they're not going to throw it, then why are we standing 17 yards deep? Well, let me ask you guys this. Good then. call. Absolutely. Agree. And to answer your question and to piggyback off of what Steve just said, who is our defensive coordinator? Just answer that question. Well, Richard. there he is. Uh, no, and Marinelli. Yeah. Marinelli, so but okay, so I don't know what, okay. if Marinelli Hold even on. knows where he's at. I so think Rashard's calling most of it now. Okay, so that, but that's my point. Who is or who is in charge there? We're trying. That's it, that's why I think that some of the inconsistency comes from is because we're trying to blend in Rashard and his kind of uh, secondary knowledge, right, and all that stuff that he did in Seattle with Marinelli being a defensive line guy, and we're trying to marry those two together. But both of those guys, maybe Rashard is ready to go as the top defensive coordinator, but Marinelli has done it his whole career. So, But I think that's where some of that inconsistency comes from because you have two different guys with potentially two different philosophies trying to work together, 
to come up with the game plan. So that's why I asked, like, who calls the plays? Is it always Richard? Is it is it you know? Well, from first, what I heard from the announcer, it's all Richard right now, and uh, our our guy. Well, just, and that's uh, you know, and that's not a not to try to knock Marinelli or Richard either one, but I think that's part of the problem. Let's have one defensive coordinator. Let it has to be one philosophy. Everyone has to be on the same page. The whole that. team's like that, though. I mean, I you have it. an offensive I, I, coordinator that's absolutely. calling all the plays. You got a head coach. All he does is slap you, push you when uh, when you score a touchdown. He just shoves you. The clapper? I, uh, Are you cl- calling him the clapper? He's the clapper, too. I mean, I mean I'm not seeing. Are, the is continuity it, is, is the, not there. Is he the motivator? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, well, I mean, when it comes to a head coach, I in this again in today's nfl like sometimes the head coach is the play the head play caller for offense or defense or whatever the case may be but you know i think there is a way to have a head coach just be the head coach and allow your coordinators to do their job and then as a head coach you might have you're going to have to make that decision are we going to go on fourth down or you know let's take a knee or whatever you know whatever game situation might come up but i just that's the thing i just don't know Who's doing what and what are they, you know, what are the responsibilities and really what's going on? And if we don't know, not that we are always going to know what's going on in the room, but if we don't know, you know, there's got to be more concise decision makers amongst the coaches. The coaches have, have to have a clear objective so they can go do it. And I don't know that that's happening right now. Here's, here's one that the, the fans aren't touching up on. And uh, I was uh, relaying this back to our texting is the special teams. I think the special teams right now, our coverages are horrible. I think they're giving up way too much yardage. I don't and, – and, and here's this too. Who the hell called uh, Austin not to run that ball back? I mean, he had uh, – he, he had the – 15 yards. He had easy. a Nile River that opened up there it. to where on the side he could have got 20, 30 yards right there. And yeah. isn't that why you have him back there? Yeah. And and when he caught it, you could see him just smiling and shaking his head like yeah. I had something, man. I I could have turned that into something. I think I think the time was the factor. That was it was in that gray area of how much time would so, it take. Okay, and what, what did you seconds? do with that though? I get you threw it. five yard passes. You ruined the clock on that. A hundred percent agree. I'm just saying, but that when it puts it in that gray zone, you have to make a decision in that moment. It's it's easy for us to sit back and say, in hindsight, well, he should have take off running. But before that ball was kicked that whoever the coach head coach coordinator whatever might have had to make that decision because in that time you have to conserve as much of that clock as you can is all but it's easy for it's easier for us to sit back because what's i mean how often though do you see a team have 15 no you know 15 yards of space on a punt for that returner to run the ball back that sideline was wide open it man. was absolutely yeah no it's frustrating i just my point is let's not we, we got to think about what where the why the decision happened in the first place and then everything after that yes we can debate and talk about and but i agree with you that's why we have Tavon austin back there but you know there wasn't a whole lot of time left and i think that probably is what led to that decision they just told him flat out you you're, you're gonna you, all you gotta do is catch it that's it and that's and that's what he did. And unfortunately, in that situation, we lost some yardage. Steve, how much do you credit the team to putting up the wins and the coaches? I mean, who's who's doing what here? Who's getting the credit they deserve for what we're what we're about right now? We're five and four. It has it been the coaching failure or has it been the personnel out on the field? 
Wow. Um, and that's always the rub when you get to a team sport. You know, the guys have from to what ex- you've seen though. From yeah. what you've seen. From and I'm a little torn. I, I'm frustrated with some of the play calls. But I'm also frustrated with some of the execution. If you look through a 60-minute game, there are plenty of player mistakes that would not put a coaching call into that situation. So, you know, whether it's a Randall Cobb, a a bad pass by Dak around the shoelaces of Cobb that he misses on a third and six. Okay, now all of a sudden you go into a punt or you have to go for that 47-yard field goal, 57-yard field goal, and the guy misses it when I get it. It's not easy to kick a 57, 58-yarder, but he has that ability. Right. And he's, and this is the NFL. You know, this is the best of the best. It's not like he's uh, Johnny High School. Okay, this is – he He's the longest-kicking field goal kicker right now right. in the NFL. Right, so at that point – point there are there's blame on both sides and which one outweighs what though i i think it's player still, execution player execution you're going with uh, i'm saying it's just the fundamental mistakes by a coach just not having the players in the right spot that's where i'm going what about you rodney i um, i would probably side more with steve-o i think in 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 the um, in football, like any other sport, it's the to me it's the ultimate team sport. It's a way more of a team sport than basketball and baseball. Eleven um, pieces moving together. Exactly. There's so many more pieces on because you can, as a coach, you can make the correct play call against the correct defense, and the players don't execute. One you player gotta, doesn't execute. Just one player. Yeah. Exactly. One player's a one little player. slow. Yep. Somebody didn't get off the ball, or the defensive player knifes through because he got a good snap you know yep. uh jump yep yep and it's i mean that's tough it is it's extremely difficult i i think there's plenty of blame to go around throughout the entire organization i think again to what i just said earlier about the continuity and consistency it, it does start at the top and it does trickle its way down but ultimately it's still a player's game um and the players have to execute so i i would if i have to weigh it i'm going to weigh a little bit more that way but don't get me wrong. I'm not. That's not saying that management and coaching doesn't have a piece of it because it is truly an ultimate team sport. The play. It's it's in in the flip side of that is the players can do everything right that they needed to do, but maybe it was an incorrect incorrect play call at the time, or it was a critical mistake by a coach on you know for going for it in any situation. It's 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 an ultimate hindsight game whenever things don't work out, and but that's why we we're able to sit down and talk and debate about it, and it's kind of fun. Giving up, giving up points, as this new Cowboy team does, and I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, folks, if I'm going to keep going on this, but you had back in uh, Romo's days. I mean, you did not give up when they scored 28, when they scored 31 against us, because you knew that uh, we still had a power to come back, and uh, Romo never, never gave up, and Dak's like that too. Bless him. Yes, but I don't know if our defense can hold them after 28. Now, it always seemed like we'd give up 31 when Romo was up there, but then his defense would stiffen up somehow, and we would get this ball back and do something with it to get over that finish line ahead of him. I mean, we're not seeing that. We can't exchange points when you're down, and our defense just is not, it's not grasping onto that. Our linebackers are supposed to be this and that. I, you know how much I talked about Jalen Smith, 
But Jalen Smith was out of the picture. Sean Lee was out of the picture. Van Der Esch was out of the picture. These guys were getting pushed back. You didn't, you didn't hear Jeff Heath's name at all, did you? No. Was he even out there? I don't know. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, I, I don't know, Jono. I mean, the the defense, yes, needs to stiffen up. You would like to have some takeaways a thread out there knowing that I, I don't really have much confidence if you get a team in a third and three, third and four, third and five, that we're going to stop them. Have they you sure made a hell of a stand at the goal line. Though. Yes. yes. They yes, sure yes. dug in there and I was really but, proud of them. I thought that was going to change the whole chemistry, but you get it. We don't, I, I mean, I'm watching Cowboys games and there's hardly any punts going on lately. I mean, it's either scoring or turnovers or field, or, or field goals or, you know, there's not a whole lot of punting going on. Right. You know, from the opposing players, the opposing team. And that's we need more three and outs. We need more stopping those drives. The defense has to do better. What's the answer to that? Do you bring more pressure? Do you? Uh, I, I don't know. I thought know. Bennett played pretty good, too. First game as a oh, Cowboy. He played, I, yeah. I thought he was all over the place. I thought he was putting pressure on. I, I, I mean, I, yep. I couldn't be any happier with that. I like deal. him. I, I like Quinn. Lawrence, Lawrence has been really, playing yeah, well Lawrence the last, last couple two. of weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah So yeah. I, I think you – did you have a conversation with him? Is that what you said? I yes. did. Okay. I had a conversation okay. <laughs> in my own mind. <laughs> I, I sent telepathic powers to him. You know, right. I, I, I told him, hey, you got to get on it, man. He's been playing well. Um, we just need – the only confidence I seem to have in our defense is either when we're backed up against where we have goal line help, meaning the short field. Okay, they're in the red zone. We seem to play a little bit better then, or we get into a third and long situation where, okay, it's third and 12, third and 13. We can give up eight or nine yards and still get the ball back. I don't have a whole lot of confidence in that third and three that we're going to stop. It just seems like we have too many holes. Either they're running and being successful, they're passing and being successful. There's nothing. We're in like no man's land. We're not taking away anything. And that's what the Vikings did. The Vikings said, we are taking away Ezekiel Elliott. He is not going to beat us. And I don't know if our mentality is the old uh, Bill Belichick. We're going to take away your best player, your best asset. And that's what we're going to go with. I fear the day we have to play Seattle. And and you're going to go in there, and, and Russell Wilson's going to throw the ball all over you. If we you had, had to go play, well, you played them last year in the playoff, well, and we controlled them. This year, Chano. Yeah, I, I get I, it. I mean, we I get it. And we also, and we'll go over to we schedule. also beat the Vikings with a hail mary. You know, forty two years ago. Yeah, I mean, we it, it just good against the Vikings yeah. too. I I just <laughs> I mean, look, uh, I I just don't know how Diggs every week uh, for the Vikings he gets double teamed. This when we play him, it's a single. Single coverage and the guys abusing the hell out of us. I mean, I I get and it. They didn't Richard, have Thielen, and they didn't have Thielen. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, do you want to move on to the next game? Yeah, yeah. I'm all for that. And uh, w w great news, great news. God bless his heart. Uh, uh, what? But what's his name's out? Uh, Stafford. Stafford's out. Oh, that's a shame okay. too. I really like seeing him. The hell I do. I'm glad he's hurt and uh, he's not going to be playing. And uh, I don't know who's the backup. I don't know anything about him. And uh, I think that maybe we could get some pressure on this guy. Here's my fear. I'm a St. Louis baseball Cardinal fan. 
right? The last thing I ever want to see is the Cardinals to face like some AAA pitcher that they called up for a spot start because we are terrible at it. Okay, now draw my analogy. We have no idea what this what to expect from their backup quarterback. I think we know what to expect from Matt Stafford, and he's a pretty good quarterback. Who's their backup quarterback? I'm getting it well, right he's now. He's pulling him up right Sorry, now. our statistician's working on that. Well, it, yeah, that's I mean, what that's what my fear is: is that all of a sudden, not having a game plan, you don't you, know. yeah. you don't know what you don't know. The fact that we also don't know who he is, I, I, my God, uh, I got we, one here. Should named, we be concerned? Uh, it's not David Blau. <laughs> David Blau, huh? I got a David Blau here. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't come for, up with his damn name. This is going to make for entertaining. Okay, podcast. I got I got a Jeff Driscoll. It's got to be one or the two here. It's probably, we're, probably, probably Jeff Driscoll, second year. Yeah, probably. Driscoll. Or no, he's not second year. That's his number two. Number two. <laughs> uh, well, regardless, whether or not it's Jeff Driscoll or Joe Blau or whatever the hell you called him. Uh, David Blau, he's David a rookie Blau. and he's from Purdue. It'll probably be Driscoll then. I and uh, Driscoll is from Louisiana Tech. He's four-year guy. So or, they may go with Driscoll being there for four years uh, you know, as a backup. Maybe who, it, who the hell cares? I think we're going to have a field day here. Maybe it's all smoke and mirrors, though, too, and then Stafford's will run out no, of No, he can't do that. He's already uh, did not practice. They're ruling him out here. Well, uh, he's, not gonna, he's not going to be playing. Whatever. Either way, we sh- this is where we should really get healthy this week. And God bless. Let's hope we can build on some momentum and take advantage of it. You know, you, you got to play the teams in front of you, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent. Or if they got a lot of missing. guys hurt. They got a lot of guys hurt, too. Look at this. Did not practice. Did not practice. Did not practice. Uh, I mean, let's see who we got here. Uh, we got Michael Bennett is uh, not injury-related, but he did not practice. I'm sure he'll Wednesday. be back. He was full practice yesterday. Yeah. Okay, that was of Wednesday, full practice Thursday. Okay, I see it. Uh, Collins still no show on this, uh, knee back did not practice either Wednesday nor Thursday. And, uh, seems like Amari's, uh, he's limited practice, but he'll be out there. He'll be out there. I know he will. He can't miss a game. He's looking for a big contract and he's making every right moves right now to attract a lot of attention to him. Uh, Zach Martin did not practice, but, uh, he had limited practice yesterday uh, Connor Williams, uh, the guard, did not practice either or. And uh, so that's that's uh, one that we may take a look at here. So in any case, I think that uh, – what do you guys think? What, do you think uh, – it's always a shootout with Detroit. It's never a, a, it's never a score like uh, 15 to 8 or anything like that. Not usually, but, you know, with Stafford being out and how the hell know, I come up with fifteen and eight? Can I be fourteen no, to seven? I'm not sure, but no, but that's honestly a, I really don't know what to expect, and that's just God's honest truth because we don't know what Detroit's offense is going to look like. We, we should we can sit here all week and say that well we should be able to just throw the ball over the field and run at will and do all that, but we've been so inconsistent ourselves that honestly I really don't know what to expect. I really don't honestly. When the Cowboys play weaker teams, and I'm going to refer back to the Jets, and I think Detroit's much better than the Jets, but the thing that I look for is uh, the schedule. What, what's what? What are they playing here? They're playing. Uh, they're playing the Patriots the following week. I hope these clowns aren't already thinking about the Patriots. 
I, I really I do really hope, hope they're not. not they're not overlooking Detroit here. Uh, I, I mean, look, folks, we're five and four. We're trying to hang on here for NFC East. Forget that uh, big time uh, uh, re- winning record to have home field advantage. San Francisco's locked in on that. And uh, wouldn't that be great, by the way? You want to relive go, those go, days? Going to San Francisco on a playoff championship game. I mean, that is, cool. that is what it's all about. But looking at the schedule here, John, I, we've got some, we got some games ahead of us, and this is not going to be a walk in the park for us. So, no. we've, we've, we, you know, this is the week we've got to start it. We, we've got a weakened Lions team. We have to take advantage of it because you're, you're staring down the barrel of the Patriots, the Bills, the Bears, Rams, and Eagles. So, you know, none of those teams are necessarily world. Well, I mean, the Patriots are still the Patriots, but, you know, the Bills, eh, you know, they're, I don't know, they're six and three, I, I think. But, you know, not that they're a, a untouchable team by any means, but, you know, none of these games are going to be easy. And the win is inconsistent as we have been to this point. We're probably going to win one we shouldn't, and we'll probably lose one that we shouldn't. Isn't that kind of how it feels right now? I totally agree. I totally agree. Let's look at the Eagles schedule here. They got the Seahawks. Uh, they got the Patriots this week. Then they have the Seahawks. Then they have the Dolphins, the Giants, the, uh, the Redskins. I mean, they got it. Look at that. They got to run. They got to run the East the last three weeks. That's not. That's not a bad schedule at all, here, folks. No, Dolphins, what do you Giants, mean? You Redskins got... in a row, Patriots and Seahawks. Yeah, that's those two. It. After yeah. after that, okay. They come out got... of that one and one, and they got. Look, what do you, you mean know, one and one? There's there's no way they beat either of those teams. I said if they come out of it, but one they won't. One. Okay, so say you got the I, Dolphins. I, I, I agree with Ronnie. They're going to come with come out with one of them. There's no way. Wow, There's no way they haven't no goddamn way they'll they'll beat the Seahawks in in Philly. No. All right. I will put money on that. Right I'll bet now. you lunch. Okay. I like the, 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 it. I'm gonna write collect it down. today. Write it down. I'm gonna collect today if that's okay because I'm out of money. <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, of course you asked to go to lunch after this. I know. Now I know why. But and the Dolphins playing much better right now. The Giants. You got to go face the East. And you got the Giants rival game, the Redskins rival game. I'd rather play the goddamn game. Giants than what we're going to be playing. Well, I get it. And then you got to play play the Cowboys. I see three and three at best there. Okay, and here's here's ours. We got the Lions, the no pushover, Patriots. The Bills are a lively team this year. The Bears have a kick-ass defense. Rams are banged up. I think the Rams are not the same Rams. They're not. That that window has shut. Uh, I, I see the Cowboys at three and three. But you you got to handle the business with Don't the Eagles. Don't you see the last game? It's going to come down to the last game against well, I think the Eagles. There's one more after that. It, 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 yeah, okay. hit one more. I think uh, we have the Redskins to finish up. And yes, we have the Redskins. We have yep. the Redskins, so, and I think that that'll be a. I'm not sure what nice, their last game was. Well, I know we only have, let's check it out here. Do you have that up on that little computer box there? Their last game will be the. Giants. Giants. And that should be a cakewalk for them because the Giants have given up by that. So time. they go four and three. We go four and three. And we got the overall record. I think yeah, uh, we would have had to beat them twice. Okay. I like I it. I don't know how uh, it goes. I don't nine know. Nine and how it seven. Goes. Nine and seven gets you in in this uh, division. But aren't we damn tired of these nine and sevens, man? Yes. I mean, so the Jesus question is, Christ. is so there's what social media is all about. If you're tired of nine and seven and nine and seven and then being 13 and three and, you know, fumbling out of the of, of the first round or the second round and not getting anywhere, is that say you need a new head coach? 
Well, I, I just I just gave I know, you that. I, I gave know. you the scoop. You're not going to get a head coach that's going to give him well, give, give his own opinion or anything like that. He's got to be part of the robot to where all all I want from you, all I want from you is clapping and slapping him on the ass and hitting him on the shoulder when they come back to the bench. I'll, I'll take care of everything else. You have an offensive coordinator there that takes care of that. You don't have to do much, okay? You're you're getting paid. I mean, Garrett got shut down, man. And everyone wants to throw him at the lynch, at the lynching. And I'm telling you right now, there well, is he's not, not a good coach out there that would want to coach here. They they always bring up Peyton coming here. Peyton's no, like, never are you work. kidding me? Never I, I can't work. coach here. I can't not, coach here. Not with the way Jerry likes to do business with right. that ever work, no. I mean, we had Jimmy. <laughs> well, that's then it goes back to the whole, and we've discussed this. And that's Parcel, we had Parcel. I mean, we, we can't have it. There's no other NFL team that I know of that the general manager and the owner, and ours, and, uh, ours that are the same, are interviewed more than any of the coaches or players. Right. That's just the nature of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. So, I mean, when you sign on the Jerry dotted Jones, line, right. that's what you're going to get. Right. They don't I, – I haven't seen the Rams lose. I haven't seen uh, Les Snead up on the podium taking questions. And uh, what's a smack? Cronky getting any questions, right? All right. You might get Kevin Demoff, which is the president. Okay. You might get him. But at the end of the day, it's really just their coach, Sean McVay, that's getting the questions. Bill Belichick's getting questions. And his answers are, yeah, uh -huh. we didn't do that. No. Move on. Next. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah, Fred, now, here's the deal. Had the Dallas Cowboys gotten into the fight like the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Browns last night? Oh, that guy's out, by the way. He's he's out indefinitely. Yeah. yeah. Had that happened, Jerry Jones would have been up on the podium. They would have been grilling him about it. I didn't see the owner of the Cleveland Browns up there. Do they even have an owner? I didn't see uh, the owner of the Steelers getting questioned about no. what's going to happen. But those I guarantee. Those Cleveland fans, too, they don't understand football. There be there was a pass interference that a, a blind man could have called, I mean, at the end zone, where he's just running right into them, and they're booing the hell out of the call. I'm like, what the hell are you guys watching? I know it's emotional. I know it's against your team, but God damn here, folks. He did everything but pull him down. Anyway. All right. Game plan against Detroit. the Detroit Lions. What do you want to see from your defense? I want to – or our defense. Yes. Well, of course, uh, I want my linebackers. That, that's that been my uh, core. Uh, I, I need them to make the big plays. I need them to clog these holes up. And, uh, do you want them week, clogging holes up or do you want them blitzing? It depends. You want to bring in pressure. I'm only I mean. throwing blitzing. I'm only throwing the blitzing if they're uh, if they're exploiting my uh, DBs and I'm not getting a rush in. If I'm not getting, if it, the guy's getting four seconds back there and he's a young kid, we're we're in trouble. Even the four seconds, you know. If you have Bennett and Quinn and out Lawrence. There and Lawrence. If you throw one more, if you throw a I'll Jalen throw Woods Smith, in there, I'll throw you, Collins in there. These guys have been playing pretty good too, but these guys aren't getting to the quarterback. I hope. I but hope I'm it, saying if you can bring one more piece of pressure, man, there's no way I don't think they can defend those guys. Yeah, you, you know what? You just made me think of Heath, and I don't know if I've ever missed him like that. I yeah. probably would need Heath 
in that yeah. situation. Okay, so you want I want pressure. You want uh, you want your guys clogging up and start stopping people around the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I want them okay. to throw on the third and long. I need a, a third down and eight, third down and sevens. I I need those type of. Let them try to beat me on those. Third down and threes, all you got to do is roll out, and I'm sure they looked at the Viking tapes where uh, where he just rolls out and dumps it to the tight end. The tight ends are going to be utilized from this point on. Every team against the Cowboys, you're going to see the tight ends really involved in this. Okay, Rodney, what do you want on a defense? Wins. Okay. Sorry, what, no, what, I'm kidding. What, um, what, well, I it, I was going to move right on because I know I'm hungry, too. I know. I, so here's what we need as a team, or what I see the team needs, and we've we've already touched on it. It's just we're just so goddamn inconsistent. You know, this week now with a backup quarterback, in my mind, it's bringing the extra pressure early. Let's see what happens. Let's right see what on. happens. Good call. If we can't do it, then we need to adjust. But I, I, you know, I just like I don't understand the point of not just going ahead and taking a shot early in the game. If if you give up a touchdown early in the game, you can overcome that. But let's go ahead and take our shot early against this, you know, the backup quarterback. How about offensively? What do you want to see? Oh God, I would honestly. Well, here, no. What I would want to see is is Zeke running the ball. We get back to the getting, you know, good four or five yards on first down, maybe a couple on third down where we're we're or on second down where we're in the third and manageable, the third and two, the third and three, where we still have the ability to run the ball if we want to, or then obviously we can, you know, convert through passing. I want to make it. I don't want us to become so predictable that we can't do anything. Chano, offensively, offensively, I, I like I like our pattern, but we got to insert uh, what's his name back into it. Zeke's got to get involved again and get this thing uh, to where it's back on a hundred yard game because that that's when we're really capable of opening up everything. If we're one dimension, that's putting a lot of pressure on Dak, and I don't think we're going to need it. I think their defense uh, is going to be worn out. I think that. Uh, their offense is gonna go one two. They're going one two three out and uh, throughout the game. I think we're gonna have the clock on our side. I think uh, Zeke's gonna have a pretty good game. I like what you said, Rodney. I don't want to be predictable, and I think we have enough weapons that we can utilize those and not be predictable. I, you know, I, I I like the just as much of hand the ball off three times and watch Zeke get, you know. 12, 13 yards every three touches, you know. Boom, boom, boom. Here's a five or six yard run to start off with. Here's now we're at third and one. If you give me right four yards, yeah. I'm happy. Right, right, right. So, but I think there's plenty more that we have. I love the fact that you mix in a little Tavon Austin. I love the fact that you take a, a, a deep shot with Gallup. Yeah. I like the fact that you have your outlets. Jarwin has the ability to turn a normal outlet pass into a bigger play. Amari and Dak seem to be on the pa same page. You know, obviously your possession guy like Cobb. I would still think that one of our big weapons is Dak being able to get outside the pocket with that either take off on his own or throw the ball over the top and get a little bit of uh, you know play, big play like that. So I want to I want to see him move a little bit too. Right, right. Give so me a what's score. our scores here? What's our scores, Ronnie? Give it to us. Boy. We're playing. I am going to go with Steve. You go first. Thirty-four seventeen, Cowboys. You're supposed to go slower than that. No, nope. I, I don't know that 
Detroit's going to score 17. I'm going to go 28-10. You're going with 28-10? Yeah. I'm going with uh, three field goals with the Lions, and uh, I'm going with uh, – I'm going 31 this time. I'm going 31 to 12, 31 ninth type of game. I, I like our Cowboys uh, big time here. I mean, going 31 13 because you got to figure that you got a couple of field goals. You're down. It's going to be in the fourth quarter. You're going to push the envelope. So a you got to score. Goals and a touchdown is yeah. what you're giving Detroit. I'd give you 31 13, but I'm going to go 34 17. Okay. I think they're going to get a score early. I think we're off to a slow start. I think we hold them to. You know, a field goal, we go into the fourth quarter, it's, you know, whatever it might be, 31 to 10, we get a field goal, they get a touchdown. All right. 34-17. All right, 34-17. Mark it. All right, my friends, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, check us out next week. Check us out on CowboysPodcast.com, uh, and you can check us out on any podcast or whatever podcasts are out there look look us up we're cowboys podcast we're not the dallas cowboys podcast we're the cowboys podcast.com so uh check us out and uh if you guys got anything to chime in on we'd love to get some type of game in though before the ah, who the hell knows I, well, it I, won't I be thanksgiving yeah and it won't be thursday night against the uh i, I will Bears be in jamaica I will be, there. I will be in jamaica in um uh, in uh Thanksgiving time. Talk to me. What, what, what's what's the deal there? Well, uh, we're going down there for the owner's uh, birthday party of Lineup Media. Oh, well, I didn't get that invite. Is that actually on Thanksgiving Day? Well, it's. Uh, I'm going to be there from the 22nd through the 29th. Let me, let me look at it. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wow. So that looks like it's like a Monday through Friday. Is that right? Uh, I think it's a Monday through Saturday type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. You didn't get. Did, the, I'm going. Didn't you didn't so get the let me let me ask you this. I play fantasy in the fantasy baseball league. Well, let me tell you I'm this. Now, a, a, my son not works everyone here. Was invited though. My son works here. Even that carnal. I guy do all the loans. Wasn't invited for all the <laughs> guys here. Guy. And, and uh, <laughs> I mean, really? Oh, by the way, folks, uh, if you're local and uh, you're looking for a loan. You're looking to restructure your house, uh, re put a refinance. Refinance if you want to purchase. If you're in the Missouri or Illinois markets, yeah, anywhere in Illinois or Missouri, right? That's right. Our guy here, Steve Flowers, will take care of you. And I'm telling you right now, firsthand experience. He's taking care of me, and I don't even know. Like I said to him on a post that he put up, I don't even know how the hell he made money. So uh, that's important. Uh, you want I didn't. people like. Uh, Steve Flowers to back you up, and uh, our my man here to the straight across from me, not sitting on a big uh, recliner. Um, insurance wise, I'm a professional. He is a professional. I, I'm telling you, I am so relaxed here. I could just keep talking. I know. If yeah, I had a bucket of chicken wings, times. I did. I did. did you, could you guys see my eyes closed? I did. I did. Uh, you thought there'd be a glare on the glasses. All right. So, hey, folks, that's our show. Check us out next week. Go Cowboys! Let's beat the hell out of these Lions. Go boys! Tune in next week for another edition of the Cowboys podcast on lineupmedia.fm. Subscribe to the show now at cowboyspodcast.com on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all major podcast outlets. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.